threat of disaster is never pleasant. Welcome to the Casual Preppers Podcast. These safety measures are essential. The only place for prepping, survival, and entertainment. This will be your source of survival instructions and information. Every member of the family must be coached in the business of survival. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. Mm-hmm. I almost pulled a Kobe. What? That burp snuck out oh, right that as was? it started, yeah. <laughs> It's always because I'm always I'm taking a gentleman. I'm taking a big drink like before we get started. Yeah, like, I got to clear exactly. my and then it's like I oh, got all that uh, bubbles down mm-hmm. in your guts and they want to come out when you talk. Yep, that's all right, Kim. It's okay. It's our podcast. It ain't nobody else. We burp <laughs> if we want. Yeah. All right. Yep. Uh, Cameron, it's colder than oh, balls outside. I'm so sick of it. Yeah, I'm done. But I'm always uh, like looking forward to like a change in season yeah. and having the snow and i don't mind the snow but right now yeah i hate there's it a lot of it because it's so cold the great thing is though today is groundhog day mm. and, oh yeah it is today huh? and we have six more weeks of winter so you're gonna hear this podcast <laughs> over and over what over and over. the Hard great thing cast. is today is groundhog day <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> we just keep doing that over and over <laughs> It's uh, a short groundhog. <laughs> this thing is weird. Um, but Cam, we got a podcast today, so that's great. If we were going to redo great. a day over and over, this would be the I one. I would agree. You know what I mean? I would agree. Just podcasting every day, all the <laughs> yeah. time. That would be nice. That would be nice. But last what are we week, talking yeah, about? Yeah, last week we didn't. We had kind of a different week and that's started, right. and it was weird. Like both Kobe and I on Thursday were like, something's amiss. <laughs> like, this is a weird day right. today. <laughs> I don't feel right. Just didn't have as much fun as I Yeah. So, uh, today, uh, we wanted to talk about, um, and this is a little kick my wife's on right now, too. Oh, is it? Being a minimalist. Mm-hmm. And so, we're going to talk about the minimalist, 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 minimalist prepper. And yeah. is it something that's possible? Because if you think about them, they seem very different, but they do. we're going to tell you how you can kind of incorporate the minimalistic mind yeah. with the prepper mind. For sure. We're going to do it real good. <laughs> <laughs> we hope so. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Before we get into that, though, I got to tell you about BattleBox. Uh, it is the monthly subscription box for men full of solid gear for adventure seekers, survivalists, outdoor enthusiasts, and casual preppers. Each month, BattleBox sends you the coolest selection of hand-picked outdoor survival and everyday carry gear, all valued at far more than what you normally pay. You never know what's in the next box, but here is a sampling of what users received this month, the AquaTabs. 397 milligram Oof. tablets. A b- 397. Booyah. That's great. And then we got the Spiderco Resilience. Yeah. It's a big knife. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know Spiderco made that big Though, knife. That's a big <laughs> But it's lightweight. Very lightweight. That's the cool thing. All this badassness starts at just $34.99 per month. They've shipped over a million boxes in one best men's subscription box of 2020. Our listeners get a free knife when you sign up at trybattlebox.com slash casual preppers. Get your first battle box plus a free knife when you sign up at trybattlebox.com slash casual preppers. Listener reviews starts now. This show is just plain fun. Two star, five star. <laughs> I look forward to a new episode of this podcast every week. Mm. The guys genuinely seem like they are genuinely, genuinely yeah. <laughs> having a good time and mm. bring some much-needed levity to the subject that often gets far too se- self-serious. Yeah, that's true. They do a great job of avoiding the pitfalls of so many other preparedness shows while still bringing us excellent content and advice. Keep up the solid work, gents. Ah, thank you. C W Y and Winhoff. 
Kin Quinhoff. I love the CW. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite. My, my favorite channel since I was 12 years old. <laughs> right? The CW Quinhoff. Yeah. If you guys want to be part of this portion of the podcast, go to iTunes, go to Facebook, leave us a five-star review, and make it awesome. It's a mad, mad world. Cameron, um... Dangerous fungal infections are on the rise. Ooh, perfect timing. I know. And a growing body of research suggests warmer temperatures might be a culprit. Obviously, the human body's average temperature is 98.6 degrees, um, and it's been too hot for most fungi to thrive, apparently. I'm not a fungologist, but... You're not a fungi either. I'm not a fungi either. Uh, But as temperatures have risen globally, some fungi might be adapting to endure more heat stress, including conditions within the human body, research suggests. Climate change might also be creating conditions for some disease-causing fungi to expand their geographical range. So... Living um, in your heat holes. <laughs> exactly. Um, death from fungal infections are increasing due, due in part to growing populations of people with weakened immune systems. Yeah. You little babies, start getting better immune systems, okay? <laughs> well, <laughs> some of them have other reasons. <laughs> I guess, people. Um, at least 7,000 people died in the U.S. from fungal infections in 2021. That's up from just a couple hundred in 1970. Yeah. And that might just be a it is kind of scary. It is kind of scary because it's like... When you're treating people for cancer and stuff, you know, you're like wiping out their immune system, then all these weird things yeah, start popping up. Yeah, for sure. And AIDS and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. In the video game and HBO show, The Last of Us. Oh, it even brings it yeah, up. Yeah, A fungus infects people en masse and turns them into monstrous creatures. The fungus is based on a real genus, Ophiocordyceps. I, I think one. I said that wrong. That includes species that infect insects, disabling them and killing them. So anyways, it's just kind of saying that like that isn't that far off if things continue to go on this path. You're going to hear those. (laughs) You know what I mean? Man, I'll have to say like um, the first episode when it was like in the 70s and they're sitting there talking about it. I'm like, this is so good. Yeah, And it's just like the color correction in the film that they use. Oh, man. HBO is so good at that. Like their directors and stuff. And and the guy that did Chernobyl. You know. know. I, see that part I thought was great, but I honestly I'm not haven't been like insanely with the impressed and with stuff. the cinematography. Yeah, uh, with the rest heard, of it, I read comments on that too, and I can kind of see their point. It's good, but yeah. I but I'm not. I mean, the story, the writing is really good. The acting is fantastic. Maybe that's I, why Chernobyl was so good because it was in that setting. Yeah, that I loved at the start of this. Looks so good. Yeah, um, yeah, but I just I expected a little more on the cinematography side. I'm like, oh, this is gonna look gorgeous. Yeah, of course, hey, it did. looks good. <laughs> But it's not like amazing, yeah. You know, Kobe has a different eye for that. So, but this up to I'm up to the third episode, and they're they've all been great. Yeah, I mean, I know there's a lot of people that on this last episode that were upset. I haven't got to this. Oh, one. you haven't? Okay, episode three. Yeah, yeah, I haven't got to this. But one, they're so. saying it might win like best TV episode of the. Of course year. it will. Of course it will. Of course it will. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it was um, good. It really was. Good. I but yeah, like the fungal infections do like terrify me. Yeah, they're just creepier, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like they're. Mm-hmm. A living organism, like back. To, I don't know. It's just different, and so I'm like, man, it is kind of a terrifying. Yeah, thing. it so, really is. Thanks for that article. That mm-hmm. helps me sleep. In You're night. welcome. Um, in this article, uh, U.S. government logs more than 500 UFO reports with hundreds unexplained. Did you see that? I did not. Man, the U.S. government is examining 510 UFO reports, more than triple the number in the 2021 file. While many were caused by drones or balloons. Hundreds remain unexplained. Swamp gas. Swamp gas. Um, 
2022 report by the Director of National Intelligence said that the DNI, not the DI, mm. said that 247 <laughs> unidentified anomalous phenomena, phenomena, um, or UAP reports have been filed um, with it since June 2022. 144 mm. sightings of suspicious aerial objects are under examination. Mm. So like all of these, they kind of narrowed it down. There's still a ton that they just, they can't explain. Mm. Um, uh, they said that the... Uh, there's one other part here. Um, some of these uncharacterized UAP appear to have demonstrated unusual flight characteristics, characteristics or performance capabilities and required further analysis. Mm. So they're kind of like looking at all this. Why are we seeing more now, huh? Hmm? Tell me um, that. More might, testing? Fungus? Fungus. Does that have something That's to do exactly. with that? I don't know. More access to drones? Could be. China government doing new things. Who knows? Could be. A lot of creepy stuff, but most of them are reported by United States Air Force and, and other Gosh. people in the aerial so uh, crazy. career. So crazy. Hmm. I, I thought it was pretty interesting. It's like the yeah. reports have shot through the roof lately. Scary times, hopefully but I think it's cool. Hopefully they don't literally come through the roof. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take me up to space. Who knows? <laughs> a yeah, song. it is a mad, mad world. Um, but today we're not here to talk about UFOs, unfortunately. Yeah. We're here to talk about preparedness, but all, but kind of like, can you be a minimalist prepper? Yeah. Can you do it? Because it, like Cam mentioned earlier, it kind of seems like, um, they're, uh, it's a dichotomy. It's like prepping and minimalism kind of, they're opposites. They really are. Like, but, if you break them down and think about it, it's like, yeah, how can they work together? But I think they can. Yeah. I you just, too. you just, I mean, you can't be a total minimalist, obviously. Right. But you can incorporate some minimalism into prepping. We're going to talk about some ways and things to do that. Yeah. Right. And, this is a good time of year because I, I think people are trying to figure out ways to be, you know, more organized and try yeah. and work on their their home itself. And it's like, yeah, you can include this into your prepping. I'm waiting just, till it warms up. Yeah, exactly. I'm not doing anything until it's and like I, <laughs> over forty degrees. <laughs> you got a long time. I know, but I'm not doing it. But uh, um, but yeah, my wife is kind of looking at it right now for our home, and she's like, "Let's start with all your stuff." <laughs> Of course, yeah. We'll <laughs> no, get to she, my stuff she, later. She's been good at, like, right now she's been cleaning up her stuff, but I'm, it's Does always like- she have like, a serum pile? Those backpack's gonna go. <laughs> Is there a serum pile somewhere? No, that hasn't been touched. Yeah, of course. So, um, but yeah- one of the basic tenets of pre um, preparing for an unknown future is saving up supplies, and that's mm -hmm. kind of the thing. It was like, we prepare for the unknown, and so- with that, we kind of over-prepare, and that's what we talk about a lot. It's just like you want to have enough for mm -hmm. most scenarios, and so it can be cluttered sometimes. It can be stuff that just never gets used, mm -hmm. ends up expiring. So you can go too far, and so on uh, On the other hand, uh, minimalism, uh, just as you know, the name suggests, is that no extra clothing or toys or extra electronics. You only need... You know, only the things you need, nothing yeah. more. So, I see. How I do you see put the, it together? I see the draw of minimalism, but I, do too. I, I think a lot of them take it too far. They do. It's like I got one shirt, <clears throat> half a sock. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? And a spoon. That's what I. Yeah. It's like no, you gotta have more than yeah. that. 
And then there's the same thing. Preppers yeah. can go to the extreme yeah. view. So I it's got like, a truckload of shirts, eighty-seven thousand socks, <laughs> yeah, and a whole back. Minimalist <laughs> dump here. Yeah, it's just the back of his truck. Bring your stuff. <laughs> so that's how the two work yeah, together. Exactly. <clears throat> but yeah, like I, I, I definitely see the appeal of minimalism too, because I do, I do have a lot of crap that I'm like, why do I have a drawer full of yeah. cords? Yeah. And then like two weeks later, I'm like, found a cord. I knew <laughs> I'd need it I one know. day, but I haven't touched it for like. Four years. I get, I, I like the appeal of min- minimalism really gets me when my kids haven't, like, they haven't cleaned the basement or something. And yeah. I go down there and it's just full of junk. And I'm like, just get rid of all of it. Exactly. Just throw it all in the backyard. We'll have a bonfire. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I in hate some all ways, you want to just do that. You're just like, yeah. man, I wish I could just reset and, yep. and start from scratch. Mm-hmm. And you'd probably build the same thing. Well, we got so many family pictures. <laughs> throw them in the bonfire. <laughs> <laughs> this is a full wedding album. We need half that album for other yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, um, so how can they coexist? Um, it seems kind of difficult to do because yeah. they seem so opposite. One, you're over planning. One, you're cutting everything out. Feels like an Israel-Palestine kind of deal. It's tough. <laughs> <laughs> how do you... <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. We've been trying to figure this out for a long yeah. time. I don't know. But a lot of it comes down to like organization yeah it really does like that's the biggest thing and so like you were saying the extreme side of minimalistic living is like one light bulb (laughs) half a bed you know (laughs) this is a bed couch slash um yeah yeah kitchen table you don't need to go that far toilet (laughs) slash kitchen like microwave like everything is (laughs) yeah you do not need to go that far no you can if you want but being a prepper it's going to be a little tricky so sure is but but they can definitely go together, and, and it does come more down to, like, having a, a really organized plan. Because if you think about it, and we'll go into this in more detail, like, your bug-out bag is a very organized, it should be, mm. a very organized 72-hour kit that's put to the side, and it really doesn't take up that much space, yeah. and it's ready to go. Right. And that yeah. that is a... Like if that's very minimalistic. At um, times, mine's very organized. At times, it is not. Man, even I, I dig things out to like go shoot. And yeah, then I never put it back in, and then I'm just like, so yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I <laughs> who are you apologizing? I'm apologizing to, to you guys. <laughs> I'm sure you know I'm not like yeah this super organized prepper, but I've, uh, I'm the same way, right? I'm. But I'm it's a like mess it's right frustrating. Now. So yeah. Um. But the, and and again, like. Applying all like uh, the minimalistic things, mm. um, there are some limitations to yeah. to following that along with being a prepper. One, your plan B and plan C can be very limited or not even there because yeah. you're just like, that stuff, that's hard to have those plans in place yep. and the supplies for it because it does. It's like probably will never, ever be touched, but there's that's, a, that's just the prepper way. So right. the other thing is... Um, it's slower to get preparedness ready if you're doing the minimalistic approach. Cause you're sure. just like, you, and, and we'll, you'll kind of see more after we get into this. Cause it's like, you're testing things. You're trying to make sure you have the best fit mm-hmm. product for multiple purposes and things like that. So it can take a lot more time to become that. Yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about how to like, be more minimalistic with what you have and then for future building of prepping supplies. So. Yeah, and so obviously if this is something that appeals to you, you've got to figure out where your balance is between full-on preparedness and minimalism because you you have to go down the scale somewhere because you can't be like perfectly prepared in all the way on the minimalist side. Exactly. It's impossible. Yeah. You can't be perfectly prepared and all in minimalist. There's definitely those like, limitations for yeah. sure. So you're just going to have to figure out where you are on that scale. So let's talk about some ways that you can apply 
minimalism into your prepping or, you know, work on getting towards, because you're never going to be perfectly minimalist if you're a prepper. It's impossible. Yeah. It really is. It is. But you can work towards that if it's something that's like, I can't be a prepper because it's too much stuff. Or there's, you know, I, I don't want it, but you can do it. You just have to do it in a certain way. So let's look at some ways we can do this. The number one thing, and we talk about this all the time, is starting with that threat assessment. Because the thing is, is we don't all face the same disasters. We don't all face the same emergencies. So if you're if you're one of those people that is listening to podcasts or watching YouTube videos and you're just like running out and you're buying the gear that they say, even if it's something that Cam and I say, you've got to have this. Yeah. Don't just run out and buy it. You know, you need to do a threat assessment to understand what you need, what your threats are. So um, it, it can be a huge plus, especially if you're going for the minimalist prepper lifestyle. So do a quick preparedness threat assessment to determine your most likely SHTF scenarios. And therefore, that's going to show you the things that you should prep for that are going to be the most important. Yeah. Um, and I can't tell you how, like, everybody should do this, but especially if you're trying to really limit the gear and the, exactly. and the things you have, because it's it's just going to help you hone it down. Yeah. That's so, another point, like you were saying, with the stuff, it's like, like, consumerism. <laughs> like, yes. We just... It, People that aren't prepared tend to fall into that because they're just like, sure. oh no, something's coming. They buy all this crap that they don't have any idea how to use and never yep. use it. And so, and then it sits in the basement forever. Exactly. Or it sits in a so, cupboard. Yeah. So, a, a quick threat assessment looks something like this. And they're not all exactly like this, but this is a way you can do it. First, look at your location. Do you live in, you know, Tornado Alley? Do you live in a densely populated area in the city? Is there high crime? Are you, you know, on the coast of Florida where hurricanes are a thing? Do you live near a military facility? Are you in the middle of nowhere? Because that's something you got to think about too. Is there a nuclear power plant next door? Yeah. Um, all of those things you've got to look at. And again, those are going to show you the things that you need to look at first when it comes to preparedness. Now look at your health. Do you have health issues? Do you have a family history of health issues? Are there disabilities with people that you're a part of your group or your family? Obviously, those need to be very high on the list um, because there's something that you have to deal with specifically, not other people. Yeah. You have to deal with it. Um, that can create <clears throat> such a huge amount of like yeah. over the top. Like really can. You can just completely consume areas of other interests like you're just like wow i have all these medicines i have all yeah. these supplies medical gear mm -hmm. it's like you don't have room for anything else so. it's so crazy um and it's not just medical there's other things too i was just my daughter just got back from the orthodontist yesterday <sighs> uh she has to get braces right you gotta um, start a new podcast yeah um, we gotta we gotta start selling something <laughs> i don't know what we're gonna do but we gotta figure it out but i was just thinking about this last night which is really weird i'm like what she gets her braces on next month what happens if shtf hits those braces are on what the crap do i, I know do? i actually thought about that <clears throat> somebody mentioned it in some forum i was oh, like really? i didn't even think about dental like yeah maintenance and like like who does remove those? How do yeah. you remove them? <laughs> like do I, I even do know? I just get my Leatherman out and just figure it out? <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know. Yeah, but I think you soak her mouth. Yeah, in like a Coca Cola like a paint thinner, <laughs> paint thinner and let it break up that glue. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. Yeah. Anyways, health issues are something you have to look at. Now look at your financial situation. Do you have savings? Do you have a good job that's steady? Do you have a lot of debt? Do you have cash on hand? Um, you know, there's there's so many things to look at financially that you need to to be aware of too. And then what the thing I love about financial preparedness is, boy, that does not clutter up your life. You know what I mean? Like it's something that you can do as a minimalist 
really easy yeah. and, and not have to worry about, you know, I got a bag full of gold or yeah. cash. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that big a deal. You can figure that out. <clears throat> also, look at anything that could bring up an emergency situation and then rank them by likelihood and severity, right? Which one is the most likely and which one out of those would be the most severe if it happened? So you're going to rank them. You're going to you're gonna weigh them somehow, however you do that. So the things at the top of your list are going to be the most important things to prepare for. This gives you a basic guideline of what is most important when you're looking at preparedness and when you're looking at items to purchase. Um, and it tells you what not to worry about if you're trying to really lean more towards that minimalist lifestyle. So I think a threat assessment is a great place to start. I do too. And, and, and like, again, not just we talk about them. volcanoes, but in, mm. in reality, it's like, yeah, like you have to assume, well, at what point <laughs> yeah. and where do I live that I'll actually ever have to consider that if you're wanting to really kind of yeah. be minimalist. Exactly. I mean, we talked about the, you know, the Yellowstone caldera, but that thing blows. It, no it amount of this queen and duct tape is going to like help me. <laughs> you know what I mean? In I got a Lowe's nearby. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> as long as they're about. open. I got it. I'm a true value reward member. <laughs> It's all going to be good, <laughs> you know? Uh, so anyways, that money saved up. Yeah, so that's something to think about. And a thing that we talk about quite frequently is your personal apocalypse, right? To me, this is another important aspect, and it kind of comes back to this threat assessment thing. Um, look at those aspects of your personal apocalypse, because to me, if you are prepared for those and those first, and maybe even just those only— you're going to be okay most of the time. Yeah. Like that's going to get you through. So look, make sure you have, you know, auto preps or car breakdown preps. Make sure your health and your fitness is in order. Your financial preparedness is in order. Um, with your home, are you ready for house fires? Are you ready for break-ins? Are you ready for power outages? Those things right there, if you figure those out, um, and that can be very minimalistic. You're going to be okay. But you're still way ahead of, yeah, yeah like you, majority. Yeah, exactly. You're going to, you're going to feel pretty good about yourself and your situation preparedness wise and probably minimalistic wise. Too, yeah, so. I think so too. Um, anyways, that's, that's another way to look at it. Uh, along with that threat assessment, the emergency plan, it takes up like no space. It's paper. It can even be digital. Yeah. Cameron. So, um, an emergency plan is a must-have, I think, for every prepper, but especially for someone who wants to lean towards the minimalistic prepper lifestyle. Um, it can just get you so much further ahead in your preparedness, and it's little effort and it's little clutter, <clears throat> and you just you don't have to buy anything, you don't have to store anything, you just have a plan. Yeah, you know, so little space. <clears throat> yeah, so little space. So make sure that that's part of that. Um, process when you're trying to prepare as a minimalist prepper for sure um needs versus wants that's a tough one it really is kind of a tough one but it becomes very very crucial again in this sort of minimalistic prepper assessment um i think the way to do this would probably be to make a list of all the items that you have and then probably all the ones that you feel like you might need or want or are looking to get, right? And then put them each into two columns, a need column and a want column. Obviously, the stuff that you need has to stay. Yeah. If, if it's something you, like, need, it has to stay. If it gets into that want column, boy, you, you can make that assessment, you know, that decision based on your preparedness versus minimalism level that exactly. you're trying to reach. Right. I know, yeah, I know this, like, 
Tony, my wife was showing me like this <clears throat> minimalistic um, advice that they had is like, they have like a popular, I can't remember what the podcast is called, but they talked about like, if something costs more than $30, mm-hmm. then they kind of just like, they sit and think whether or not in the next 30 hours, do they, would they need it? Mm-hmm. Like, would it be useful for them? And then that's, that applies both the things they have. It's like, if I could go without this for 30 hours, mm-hmm. is it really that essential? That's an odd number. Of it hours. is an odd number. It's like a, a the 30, 30 rule. Oh, okay. And then if it's a hundred dollars or more, then I tend to wait 30 days on the decision to buy that thing. That's very strict. That is minimalism. Very, yeah. But I'm like, if you're wanting to like mm-hmm. maybe set those little boundaries of yeah. like, let me think about it for, mm-hmm. you know, of those products, like you were saying, it's like, I want. I would love like a whole home generator system from, yeah. you know, but it's like, Sounds man, great. what a huge cost. And it's like, would it ever get used? Yeah. How many power outages have I had? Would it, you yeah. know, or could I get by with something like a, just a simple generator for one room, mm-hmm. you know, that's exactly. probably what I would do. And, and again, like these, these levels are going to be different for everybody. Yeah. Like everybody, like some people are going to be like, screw it. I don't want to be a minimalist. Yeah. That's why extreme minimalism is, that's, it just doesn't apply Right. Very well, but you can blend them. Yeah, it has to be sort of a, a happy medium mix depending on where you're at, right? So, yeah, so just that need versus want, I think, is a big kind of crucial step to when, especially looking at your your stockpiles of whatever it is, right? This is interesting, though, to think about, like, you know, those people that live in those little mini homes? Yeah. What, what kind of preparedness plan do they have? I don't know. Maybe they have a good one. But again, they absolutely could because it, it kind of comes back to- They just to, slide their house out of the way. There's a bunker underneath. <laughs> yeah, it's got all the junk. Yeah. But I mean, you, you know, there's people that are pre- preparing But in, they're in more apartments. comfortable in living yeah. in a scenario where you don't have all these luxuries. Yeah, exactly. They're like, I'm already used to this. They may they may have more poop cash outside. on Yeah. <laughs> their financial situation may be yeah. better. Yeah. You know? Um, they might be less- more stressed and but there's there's rv preppers there's apartment preppers yeah. it's very similar because you have very limited space exactly right so um the next thing i would look at is your vehicle mm-hmm. and so we talk about this a lot bug out vehicles they're so rad um they're so cool are they necessary yeah i don't know again you've got to decide that but you can absolutely minimize down your bug out vehicle to an everyday vehicle you drive that that's just a good way to do it and you know instead of saying well i've got this but i've also got my bug out vehicle you can make them one guys i promise i don't have an extra bug out vehicle but i'll still bug out if i have to so this is just another way that you can look at okay i don't have to have two vehicles i can have one and make that work um and can you be prepared in that one vehicle Without looking like that crazy van lady, you know what I mean? It has like <laughs> that mountain of like dirty laundry in the back and like yeah. bin after the bin. The whole of front stuff. half of the dash yeah. is just like bills and like <laughs> magazines, receipts and stuff. Yeah. Um, that's not great. That's <laughs> definitely on the opposite side of minimalism. But, um, but again, my uncle's truck was that way. Oh my gosh. My grandma's like, he had like a rollover on the highway to be like, there's 16 cars or something because there's so <laughs> nah, much stuff. That just his truck. That's just one pickup. My grandma was that way. I had a grandma, um, 
an ex step grandma. I mean, I've, you know, grandpa George, one of his wives. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but anyways, her van was always like that. That was just like, not oh, polygamy. It's yeah. just, he got married. No, a bunch no, no, of no. Times. He got married a bunch of times. This is all at different points in his life. <laughs> not at one time, but yeah, her van was like that. There was always this, like, I swear there was like a million of like those, um, legal, uh, boxes full of like files <laughs> yeah. and then like big bags of popcorn everywhere. <laughs> like, I don't know why there was so much popcorn, <laughs> but there was a lot of popcorn. Um, you know, I go to duck pond a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, like bunch of like baseball cards and boxes still everywhere. Like it was like the most random stuff. So random. And so, yeah, I always think about that when I think about like you know getting your vehicle cleaned is like minimal. <laughs> I don't know why, but but again, it goes back goes back to needs versus wants when you're stocking that vehicle with preparedness gear as well. Well, you know what I mean. Do you have to have all that stuff in there? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You got to figure that out. And then Cam's going to talk about this more later. But organization is going to be key, especially in your vehicle, to make it not feel like you're living in a mountain full of uh, popcorn bags. <laughs> popcorn bags. Popcorn bags. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I have, like, I have like very vivid memories. It's weird how some of those things just, like, stick in Her driving mind. down the road, drinking a Diet Coke, eating popcorn out of the bag. Like, that's all I envision. <laughs> <Have a Pepsi. laughs> It was Diet Coke with her. <laughs> Diet Coke. Yeah. Uh, That's really funny. All right. right. Then, then we go to food and water. This one, I, I, this is very, very difficult. These are the two items as a prepper that take up the most space. There's just no way they around do. it. They do. Except for your house. <laughs> yeah. Your house takes up a lot of space. But yeah. So maybe in your minimalist prepper plan, you're going to opt for less water storage. But you're going to make up for it in other ways. Maybe you have uh, more ways to procure water. Maybe retain more water. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You got kidney problems. (laughs) You're a lucky man. Lucky, lucky water skill. (laughs) Thank goodness I'm holding on to all this. Minimalist prepper. He's got a puffy yellow face. (laughs) Just to carry it around with me. You squeeze out these chicks and drink for a week. <laughs> oh, that's good. I feel like it's going right back in. Exactly. But, yeah, I mean, maybe you have more ways to procure water. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or or you have a plan with a, a spring nearby or something to that effect, or you have a way to purify water. Yeah. I mean, obviously you should have both, but... Maybe you're giving and taking in this area. You don't have 400 gallons stored. Right. You have 10 gallons, but you have all these other ways to get water. Right. Or you spend a little more for those, you know, big water things that you can use as like a shelf. That's what I've done. Sure. Because I, I, well, I have both and then I have all those others kicking around. I'm Mm -hmm. like, geez. Like those are the (laughs) ones I want to get rid of. Those are like little gallon ones. Yeah. They're pain frustrating. They really are. Or and maybe you're gonna say, hey, look, I'm gonna get the biggest hot water heater tank I, I can find. And so I'm gonna rely on that as part of my water uh, yeah. storage. But it's also gonna double as a hot water heater. I yeah. have a hot shower. That right? is minimalistic to a T. It, it really is. And then and then maybe you get the biggest back of the water tank that you can or uh, toilet tank. <laughs> Toilet tank. Toilet tank. You know what I mean? It's massive. Like, <laughs> yeah. You just got like 30 gallon toilet. When you flush, it's just like. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there there are other there ways. There are bigger ones. And then maybe, hey, I'll, I got a water bob in every bathroom. 55 gallons per flush. <laughs> per flush. I hate the earth, but I, I love it. It just goes through, but it's always there. Always there. I waste a ton, but. Yeah. Um, and then maybe maybe it's a water bob. You have one in every bathroom. They don't take up a lot of space, but when the time comes, you can fill those up and have a whole crap ton of water. Yeah, you know for what sure. I mean? So you can think about it that way. So then then the food the food part gets very difficult. Um, you just if you want to have a year's worth of food, 
it's going to take up space. Oh my gosh. There's yeah. just no way around it, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe you say, okay, instead of that year's worth of freeze dried food, you're going to really work on a, an awesome, like, rotating pantry and freezer system. It's like, this is food I'm already using, I'm eating, and, and it doesn't really feel like I'm prepping a lot more stuff. I'm just going to have like a three month supply within that rotating system. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's, it's definitely a way you could go and still feel pretty prepared in the end. Um, or you say, Hey, heck, heck, I don't care. I, I know how to garden. I know how to forage. I know how True. to hunt. Then it's all out there. And then you it's don't all have out any there. In- so I'm not saying that's the best way to go, but it is a way to go. If you're yeah. trying to, some be people have a system minimal. that they could do that. Yeah, absolutely. So, those are some ways you can deal with the food and water aspects. Medical supplies. Um, are you really going to use that full-on surgical kit? This is Doogie this Hauser, is an easy one to go you know? over the top. Yeah. Not to even mention, and I'm actually mm. going to talk a little more about that right. on the medical tip side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was like, just the other day, I'm like, I needed, I was like, I'm looking for some Tylenol, and it's like, I'm knocking pill bottles over. <laughs> there's like cough syrup that's like this much left yeah. in there. I'm like, why do we have this in here? Yep. And it's just that you just forget, and you just leave it, and you mm-hmm. buy new, and it gets pushed to the back. Yeah. So, anyway. Organization, again, is a big deal. Yeah. But are you like truly worried about having like a sucking chest wound and <laughs> figuring out how to deal with it yourself? This is you sucky. How is sucky? This is sucky. <laughs> I don't retain water Listen leaking. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> um, you know, are you really going to use that SHDF dental kit? I don't know. I know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you will. I, again, All I know is if I do use it or mm-hmm. if I use it on my neighbor, I'm charging like $800. 800 No insurance bullets. is covering it. 800 bullets. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just make sure that your medical kit makes sense with your level of knowledge and, and really the necessity to preparedness. Yeah. You know? So just, just look at it that way. Get rid of them gimmicks, Cam, yeah. oh because there are so, like, and I get sucked into them too. Me too. Because there's so many cool prepper items. They're kind of gimmicky. They're not necessary. They're not necessary for <laughs> preparedness. I was going to say necessarily, but then it came out as necessary. They're not necessary. <laughs> They're really not necessary though. So don't get sucked into like a really cool, interesting product that's probably not needed for preparedness. True. Because they just fill Popcorn up Popcorn bag slash pillow. That's all you need. <laughs> Let me tell you. You lay on it, you sleep on it, you eat it. You eat eat it. your own bedding. Oh, <laughs> Where'd you get those beanbags? Well, they're full of popcorn. That's a yeah, good idea. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, they're just full of popcorn, huh? Patented. Why, why you got so many hacky sacks? That's my popcorn those story. Those are seeds. Those are survival <laughs> seeds. Those are all nerds inside idea. there. Go over the top with Candy that. storage. <laughs> Kids love playing hacky sack with the pumpkin seeds. You like that pillow? It's all cotton candy inside. <laughs> You're going to eat it. Yeah, it's high carb. <laughs> high carb. High sugar, high Back energy. Backup plan. High sleepiness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You sweat a little bit and it all gets like crusty <laughs> <Yuck>. inside. <laughs> oh, man. Don't eat that. That's mostly sweat now. <laughs> It's sweat and sugar. <laughs> That's all that. Sweet and salty. <laughs> it's delicious. Now we're going to get through the apocalypse <laughs> with the sweet and salty sounds of my pillow. <laughs> you know? Anyways. Oh, man. Get rid of the gimmicks. Yeah, That's for sure. Uh, backups. You know, what's that pre- prepper mantra, Cam? Two is one and one Exactly. Is I had that somewhere else, too. Right. That It makes total sense. It does make sense. But if you're going for the minimal lifestyle... One is one and one is done. <laughs> one is one and zero is none. 
<laughs> right? Like I don't know. Um, but you've got to really be careful here because you could go. You could go one, over, one, one's fun. <laughs> none is fun and one is dumb. <laughs> That's yeah. That's a proper minimalist. Yeah. I don't go by that mantra. Yeah. One is one and I'm, I'm having fun. I only say a few words. I'm a real minimalist. <laughs> Don't even say a lot of words. Yep. Don't even add or anything. <laughs> don't add. One plus two. One, only, one on one is super fun. <laughs> two on one. That's dumb. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That's what my wife says. Anyways. anyways, anyways. I, I, kind of, I try to keep it simple. Anyways, you want some cotton candy? <laughs> <laughs> he reaches into his bag on some popcorn. You got he's got it stuffed in his jacket, cotton candy <laughs> as the the lining. Cotton candy on the front, popcorn yeah. on the back. Ooh. That's a good deal. That's a party. He's it's like a like this. party in the front or business in the front party in the back. <laughs> cotton candy in the front popcorn. Remember that jacket we got from uh Battlebox? Oh, yeah. You could stuff with like weeds and stuff to yeah. like man, that's what I'm doing. That's not a bad stuff idea. full of popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> It's real hot outside. Try your <laughs> pops. <laughs> you know, it's already popped. It's already cushiony. Oh, no, I get you. Okay. Yeah. So look at all your backup items. Um, and yeah. just make sure that, you know, you're only doing that for the most critical items. Like 15 headlamps, 14 backpacks. <laughs> is a good idea. <laughs> That's a perfect, perfect amount. What are you trying to say? Anything over that is overkill. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. But I'm just saying, you just got to be really careful with those backups because they can get out of control. Yeah. I feel like for us, it's even harder. I know. Because we get like stuff sent and, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, I well, that. I already have it. Might as well keep more of it. Yeah. It's, uh, what do you do? I save it for gifts and it yeah. ends up just being a gift to myself. <laughs> exactly. I do the same thing. So, And then I get into a, uh, I'll be like, I got too many knives. And I'll yeah. just start giving them away to people on the street. And you're pretty like, much. why did I do that? I'll miss that knife. <laughs> I, I never that. took it out. Of, it was still in the plastic. Yeah. I have, I'll miss that knife. <laughs> Yeah. That was a good knife. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I wanted to talk about is your kits. Like, really curate these kits to where this is kind of what Cam was talking about before, and he might go into more of this, but just a little more, yeah. But well, basically the same. With those kits, just make sure you're curating them to the most important and the best items that you could possibly use. Yeah. You know, um, understand your kits, understand the function of all the items. Um, it can just help you declutter and minimize those things. Like, do you really use that gigantic ferro rod in your EDC kit? I mean, probably not. Like, you, it's not a bad idea to have it in there. But again, if you're going for it's a gift. minimalist, you don't need it. Yeah. It's too much. Do you use that big-ass handyman jack in your Honda Accord? <laughs> probably not, right? No. You probably don't. So, is the the two-man full tent thing? Two's one and one's none. None is two and Four is enough to have for things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree with Bob. Yeah. Bob's on to something here. I don't know. He, he's got a good plan. You got to write that down? <laughs> something. Yeah, but just curate your kits to the very essentials and the very best items you can get. Yeah. I 100% agree. Yeah, you do. You know, speaking of minimalism, yeah, cyber protection is a very minimalistic prepper approach. I agree. You don't have it. Yeah. It's not tangible. Mm-hmm. You can't play with it, but it protects you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's it. Yeah. Um, Great. But really, you can get uh, online protection at all times, whether mm-hmm. you're on your own intranets mm-hmm. or if you're on public Wi-Fi or Wi-Fi, yeah. however you go and say it. Yeah. Um, Surfshark will protect you. That's awesome. It's a virtual private network that can protect you and all your devices. No matter how many you have that connect to the internet, it can protect what all of them. Six. Oh, you got it. Really? No extra plan charge. Gosh dang that's One insane. plan to rule them all. Yeah. Probably not seven though, right? Nope. You can do seven. What? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Jeez. That's what I like about it. Yeah. Um, so you basically go gray man online, it shields all your information from dirty websites that you're exploring for Ugh. you shouldn't be there anyway. Yeah. But this will protect you. Um the other thing is they have some pretty pretty Really good. They have pretty fancy stuff where yeah. you can have virus protection. You can get emailed when your email's compromised. Fungus the password. protection? Yeah. Fungus protection. Fungus protection, <laughs> yes. And the best of all is that this, <clears throat> you can get this plan for 24 months plus three. That's 27 if you add it correctly. And I, you I can get it for less than 60 bucks. A minimal. You can't beat it. Yeah. So 27 full months of protection if you go to surfshark.deal slash Casual preppers. Up to 27 months. Up to 27 months. Um, and if you don't really know mm. how to use a VPN, you want to check it out, you yeah. get 30 days for free. And you so can just cancel it at any time. a lot time. of days. That is a lot. So it's an easy, slick-to-use app. They mm. even have a plug-in for Chrome or whatever browser you need. Mm. And you can just plug it into your router so at all times um, you're protected. That's a beautiful thing. It's awesome. So go check them out. Surfshark.deal slash casual preppers and... You'll be protected forever. Get it done, son. Yeah. So, um, probably the best way to apply minimalism to prepping is organizing. Like Kobe said, it's like, I I always think about all the supplies I have and I put them in bins and that's great. Mm. But if, if, you know, at any moment's notice I need to hurry, I'm not going to go through those bins and be like, which one's the best. I really should be like just putting them into packs and things like that. Mm. So if you think about it as a prepper, you are kind of minimalistic in that you put your supplies that you're going to need into those individual bags for each family member. What do you need more than that? Really? Like, yeah, yeah, you have your home storage plan and stuff, but it should, you know, keep it organized, but, um, to minimalize, you know, collecting too many things and having too much, if you start putting these kits together, Mm -hmm. that's a way you can eliminate excess. It's just like, I've got it already. I've got, you know, five bags, for my family, for each family member, I have an EDC kit. I have a vehicle kit. Like it's all put into these kits that are in their places and they're ready to go. You really don't need all that other backup stuff. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> not a bad idea. And you can still do the prepper approach and have backup because we always talk about two is seven, seven is nine. Math makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So follow yeah. that. If you're minimalist, you may not have a calculator. <laughs> right. So, so you got to go off us. that plan. Trust us. So, um, but yeah, organizing is mm. the best way to be a minimalist because it you eliminate, you should eliminate mm. the things that you have in excess if all those other kits are put together. Yeah. So I think that's one way that um, uh, preppers can be minimalist mm-hmm. is that we can isolate things into these individual packs and, and plans and then it's set. You don't really need any more. Yeah. Um, EDC that you carry every day mm-hmm. that eliminates space in your bags and, and, you know, and whatever else. Like I know these supplies, I know that, you know, your, uh, Leatherman is tried and true. I don't need all these other multi-tools. Like and your jacket? Stuff. 
Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> like jacket. Yeah, your it's got jacket. pockets in it. It's got a big old letter on the front. Yeah. My Leatherman. Leatherman. Got the leather sleeves. But um, that's that's like the approach mm-hmm. that I think we all should use for being a minimalist prepper is like um, organizing your supplies, getting them into their individual kits, and then um, deciding whether or not those excess items that you have really um, you need to keep them or not. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm not going to go much more because you talked a lot about uh, a lot about like essential <laughs> backups and curated kits and things mm-hmm. like that, and that's kind of what organizing as a prepper turns into is like yeah. having each for each plan and stuff like that. Well, and, and I think there's another thing you could look at too with those kits. You could decide that okay, I don't need an EDC. I don't need a get home. I don't need a bug out bag. Maybe I'm just going to make one kit to rule them all. Yeah. And it's going to be my, just my kit, whatever yeah. it is. Right. Yeah. And so it can be kind of like this medium sized kit that goes with you everywhere, but it eliminates the need for two other kits. Exactly. Right. So I, it's just a way that you could go to say, I'm downsizing, I'm minimalizing, but I'm still going to be prepared because I have yeah. a kit. Right. And if I had to bug out, I could take this kit. If I, I can take it with me to work, if I need as EDC, if I had to get home, it could get me home too. So you're kind of just making one kit to to rule them all. It's exactly. like the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it is exactly. Basically, like, it is Lord of the Rings. It is. Lord I mean, of this the is Rings. what we're talking about. And so, um, and and minimalists, you know, they're they're going to go to the extreme of like, you're not using it. Mm-hmm. Do you really need it? <clears throat> and that's where it kind of there's mm-hmm. a strong difference between preppers. Yeah. But what we're talking about is like knowing those supplies, even if it, um, you know. It's just organized and ready to go, mm-hmm. and you have enough for each family member, and that and that's it. Yep. But I, yeah. I mean, I have way too much, and it, <laughs> yeah, and, it's it, fine. and I've got it organized as best possible. But I still, I still need to probably get rid of a lot of it. I've so. got, I have like my one of my um, New Year's resolutions is to really organize my prepper stuff. Yeah. And I got to do it by July first, so I've got, I've got to get going. Yeah. But again, I think it's going to help. Gonna be busy. Yeah. <laughs> June. <laughs> <laughs> that last week of June, it's gonna be terrible. It's gonna get nuts. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I, I took work off. Yeah, I ain't gonna go to church. Yeah, Cam, you gotta get over here. <laughs> I don't want to do with all these backpacks. You're going to have all these listeners show up at your house. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering if you had anything left over. I'm just going to hang out in the front yard for a bit. Is this a state <laughs> yeah. sale? Um, is Another thing to think about is making your supplies easy to access. And maybe this doesn't feel like a minimalist thing, but I think it kind of does end up being that way. So you have like certain critical supplies um, and you need to have them ready and available when you need them in those crucial yeah. times, right? Um, Should I, be organized. Yes. And I think that's part of it. You're like, If you can downsize the amount of preps you have and in the process, keep those really critical items more easily accessible because of all of the downsizing, you've probably improved your readiness, right? So you got rid of a whole bunch of shit, but you can get to your kit like that yes. now. That changes things, right? That makes you actually more prepared, probably in the end, yeah. for most situations, right? Um, making sure your first aid kit is right where you might need it. If that fire extinguisher is in the kitchen, where you probably going to have a fire <laughs> instead of being like downstairs under, you know, right, whatever, a bed or something like, yeah, just get those things. You know, a well integrated EDC kit that keeps things that you actually use often. Yeah, um, it's so good, and that out of sight, out of mind storage can kind of be a trap as well like you don't know exactly what you have so you like purchase random stuff that's probably not needed or it's duplicates or triplicates um 
out of sight, out of mind can get to a point where you don't understand what you have. And again, you're not buying the right stuff and you're not, right. you're not prepping the right stuff. So right. Just this doesn't mean that. like having all your bolts no. sitting out on the counter. Cause no. you're like, at least I know how many I'll I keep I them in the fridge <laughs> in a <the> crisper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but, it, but this is so true. Like I, it seems more cluttery and mm-hmm. you seem less dirty and more organized if your stuff's out of sight. But sure. most of the time, yeah. you're just like twice as dirty now because it's oh, yeah. just like you have crap everywhere. I've you don't know where this, it's at. I have it in this room in my basement and I have a door that shuts. Like nobody gets in there yeah. except, well, nobody's supposed to get in there. Um, and so like if I go out of there and it's a mess, I'm like, nobody's going to see it. I do too. Right? Yep. I'm just throwing stuff in my there. My kids have the same idea. Yep. They're like tearing it apart in there. Yep. Dad doesn't come in here out of mm-hmm. time. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Okay. Is that it? <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Um, and this, this is the hard part, is downsizing your current preps. Mm. So a lot of us, and I, I assume a lot of you that are listening, probably already have, um, or should have, yeah. if you're still listening to this point, <laughs> hey, yeah. some preps um, mm. that you've you know purchased and you have mm. some supplies and things like that. So yeah. how do you downsize what you currently have? How do you eliminate down to what you really essential, like the essentials mm. and get rid of the excess? That's tough. It's That's tough. Not easy. My wife keeps telling me to do it all the time and says some other stuff and I don't listen. I don't so, know what she's saying. Yeah. She's crazy. <laughs> she's crazy. I don't know. Right now, I'm sure she's already writing down and listing the things that I should get rid of. She's like, yeah. I've been waiting for this episode. That stupid computer in the basement. <laughs> exactly. That stupid PlayStation You have four controllers. <laughs> I don't play with you. No. Get rid of them. Get rid of all of them. Yeah. So, um... Consider looking looking through your items, which is always good to do anyway, to see just how essential they are and mm-hmm. how useful they are. And it's fun. Kobe and I have some. Yeah, it is fun, and fun my kids do. love to do it. Yeah, but um, like like I was saying, is that we get a lot of supplies, and I and I have a tendency to just stick them in one of the bins or one of the shelves that I'm like, oh, I got. And a lot of that is either not very useful, yeah. or I have a multi like. And I'll talk a little bit about that, but I have I have another tool that's like a multi-purpose tool that mm-hmm. I don't need four other items, and so this is where that two is one and one's none and none's mm-hmm. five and five is ten. Negative five equals so, negative four. Um, it's tricky being a prepper not to follow that, but mm-hmm. um, really, if you have well curated kits and you're organized, you can go through your items and mm-hmm. eliminate the excess because not always. Do you need backups on, you know, the same thing? I've got two machetes and six is one. <laughs> yeah. That's the hard part, but um, it it's hard to get rid of that stuff. But that that's, you kind of have to go through it and, and realize what's essential to you. What do you actually use? Think about the last year, even with camping and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Have you used any of that or have you felt the need for any of it? And if you, you know. You don't necessarily need to keep it. I cannot tell you how many items I have that are still in the box. Oh, yeah. You probably have even more so. Like, a lot. Yeah. I don't need them. You have a shop. But I want like them. sell it all. Yeah, I could just open up a shop probably. And, yeah. Um, compact items. <clears throat> um, th- uh, I'll have a little bit more on this, but these are like those, like I was saying, the multi-purpose items. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have them, you don't realize that they duel as a, you know, as another tool. And dual tool. Dual tool. Like, um, you may have five or six of one particular item and you have one really good item that can do all of those. Yeah. And, and sometimes you just overlook, you don't realize what it can do or what it's used for. Um, 
it's kind of weird to explain because I think this applies more to me and, and to us. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like we get. It's not like I go and buy something. I'm like, I don't know what this does. Well, what is this? When oh. I oh, eventually open it. But <laughs> yeah. but I'm like, if 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 people know your preppers, you know, it seems to be like a gift item that sure. you'll get, and sometimes yeah. you don't ever open it and use it, and and so maybe it is better than what you have five of. You have mm-hmm. one thing that can do all of them. Um, so you can really consolidate items this way, or you can look at consolidating them by looking at some of the multi-purpose tools. Um, and then skills and knowledge, and Kobe will talk a little bit more about this, but a lot of times you get supplies or you have some items that you have no clue mm-hmm. how to use no, yeah. and probably safely shouldn't. Yeah. You know, for, for safety reasons, you shouldn't be using those. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, look at those items and things that you have and and real and and decide whether or not do you even have the skill and do you do you want to acquire that skill and are you going to anytime soon if not then that's something that you can probably just eliminate yeah so you know it's like if if you don't ever bow hunt and you and you go buy compound bow mm-hmm. but you don't have time to practice using it stuff that's a lot of space you got to get a backup yeah <laughs> you got to have two <laughs> you just in two. case if you break that one learning it yeah. then you have the one that you want to use then you got to get another one to back but that one there's a lot of that there's a lot of yep. like just stocking up on items that you eventually are going to get around to and so sitting down and, and making a plan to either acquire that skill or just get rid of the item yeah so. i get it um, so let's, let's talk about knowledge and, and skills, um, because it, it's something that's talked about actually quite frequently in the prepper verse. Um, but like the more knowledge and the skills you have kind of sometimes equates to less stuff, less tools. And it's not a one-to-one thing. It's not like you learn how to start a fire. Now you don't need a lighter, yeah. right? It, but there's, there's times where it can help you lighten the load Up on here. some stuff. Yeah, I don't even worry about it. Keep it all right in my brain box. You learn how to start a fire with just a, a, com- a, yeah, a bow drill, then you're done. Yeah. You don't need to do any more. So the thing is, is skills and knowledge, they take up very little space, Cameron. Um, they, anymore, it feels like. Yeah, I know. My, I only got so my much hard space in full. my head. Yeah, I need, need a good defrag here pretty quick, <laughs> probably, <laughs> you know. Um, but skills can help you skimp on some items somewhat. And, and I, I, I'm trying to say this with a caveat because it's not like exactly. you can get medical skills and then now you don't need medical gear, yeah. right? But maybe, you know, you can learn some first aid techniques and you feel good with it. Maybe you don't need three first aid manuals, Yeah. right? So yeah. I'm just saying there, there's times when, when that can help. Can you start fire from your bare ass hands? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just rubbing your hands together, you got fire. That's great. I mean, or you can you do it from things found out in nature? Yeah. That is a way that could help you, but I still wouldn't feel good with not having a lighter, by the way. Um, are you super healthy? Are you getting yourself really healthy and strong? And so now you rely less on medicine. Uh, you know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> do you understand how to treat a fever? Or when it, you need to, yeah. you know what I mean? Cam talks about that all the time. Knowledge of each possible situation you may face will again help you curate minimalist preps for each of them. You're not just going to say, I don't know if I'm going to need this. Let's just get it. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll need this. Let's just get it. You're going to say, I know I don't need that because I understand the situation better. Exactly. Right. I know exactly what I'm going to need. Um, and it goes back to the food and water thing we talked about too. Do you have gardening skills, foraging skills, hunting skills? All of those things are going to make you feel better with less food storage. Even though I don't necessarily think that that means you should have less. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah. It all comes down to how you feel about it. Water skills. You got them water skills? 
you don't need as much water. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah. knowledge and skills can kind of help you declutter, can help you be more minimalist in your prepping. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think it does help mm-hmm. a ton. Um, and then like I was mentioning before, combining uses or multi-purpose tools and things like that mm-hmm. can help a ton in eliminating space and unnecessary uh, additional uh, items. Um, and it's one of the best ways to free up space in a mm-hmm. bug out bag or just, you know, your at home kits and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, there's a thing like with these, you really, you really need to do your research and uh, like test the tool. Yeah. Cause I've seen so many like multi tools that, um, a multi tool that just like a part of it just does not work. Oh You're like, yeah. well, that was, uh, okay. This is a five in one and it's barely even a one in one. Oh yeah. Like. It's, it, it can do all these things, but none of them at all very good. Yeah, so yeah, you really have to test them. So you really have to know. You can how to use you it. can eliminate a lot. Like I do, I do like that Zippo, um, <clears throat> like the the Zippo axe that we have. It's mm-hmm. a four in one, has a, a bow saw. Um, it has uh, it's got like a hammer on the back, mm-hmm. but its main purpose as an axe isn't the greatest. So no, it doesn't feel good trying to just chop because a tree it, like down. the way it's shaped and everything. Mm-hmm. So you got to test it out. Yeah. Um, do I still carry it? I do. I still think it's pretty useful. Yeah. Um, I'm carrying it right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's EDC bro. Right. Um, Kobe found like EDC knife. I think your favorite one is the leather, the yeah. leatherman jacket. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, but no, that one, I mean, he found a lot of use for it, so mm-hmm. he doesn't have to carry, pliers and a knife and and so um they make a lot of those really nice like emergency radio slash Mm -hmm. battery backup jumper some of them are you know and they also make some really crappy ones they do make some terrible ones yeah you crank all day and you're not gonna get any power out of that thing and the solar panel is about the size of your thumb yeah leave that out in the Mm -hmm. sun for five years so, um, but it's nice because you can carry an emergency radio that can charge your device. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 it duels as a light, um, to radio and, um, and just all those little things. So, uh, they make a lot of this in the prepping community and world. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of, uh, dual purpose or triple quadruple purpose items. Um, bug out bag, going through that and going through your items is, is a really good way. Like we had mentioned is. You can really eliminate weight by cutting out things that you oh, just man. don't need. One of the one of the biggest places that you can cut a lot, um, that you can add a lot of um, dual purpose is like cooking supplies. Sure, because man, you're not, you know, <laughs> you're just like clanking around with like sixteen pots and pans yeah. where you have a really good, um, like a, a solo stove with uh, a really nice stainless steel a durable pot because mm-hmm. you can cook in it, you can boil water in it, um, you can store items in it while you're carrying it. And so just look at those different ways of uh, using one item to kind of take the place of four or five items. Yeah, and l- like we talk about a lot, most people's bug out bags are far too too much stuff, too much weight. Yeah. If you go and listen to actually um, the Bugging Out podcast, I think it's episode two, I can't remember, with Jonathan Hollerman, he talks about his perfect bug out bag. And that dude's been through it all. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. He's way smarter than we are. Yeah. He, I learned a, a lot seer from instructor. those. Yeah. He's a seer instructor. He's, um, he's on the EMP task force. Like the dude <laughs> understands what's going on. Um, but his bags are very minimalist. It's crazy. Yeah. And so that's a great, great advice to follow, especially if you're going for that minimalist. Yeah. Yeah. Prepping. For sure. Yeah. And, uh, and, and 
And just, you know, there's one catch with this is like, there are some single use items that are of way better quality yep. and way more durable, like a fixed blade knife. I'm going to mm-hmm. go with that for sure in oh, yeah. my bug out bag. Yeah. I'm not going to combine that with another knife. Yep. Because it's just the use, the durability, the risk of breaking it. Like, mm-hmm. you got to just, you know, kind of weigh those options of like, do I want to save space and risk this not being as useful? Because mm-hmm. some of those like multi purpose are, are small and kind of, um, they're harder to use efficiently. Yep. And it's like, you're almost at more risk of hurting yourself. <laughs> For sure. So yeah. it's like, you gotta, you gotta take your time and go through those items and figure out yeah. um, how you can combine some that like the little pots and cooking stuff, those are easy. But mm-hmm. like when it comes down to a knife that can save your life and build a shelter, like you probably want to go with the single item. So anyways, yeah, those are just some ways to kind of trim away by combining items into one, but definitely test it out because there's some, yeah. There's a ton of trash out there. That kind of goes into our last um, point here, which is quality over quantity, right? Like Cam's talking about, like, a crappy item that might be good for three things. I don't know. You have to discern, is the quality high enough? Yeah. Like, you know, you can have those a crap ton of those cheap flashlights you get from the dollar store, but if you have one high-quality one, that takes place of all of those. It does. Like you can trust it. You you know that it's going to work. Um, and so I think it's a really good way to, especially with some of those very specific um, items that we all use as a prepper, which is a knife and a, and a flashlight or maybe a headlamp or a backpack. You know, instead of having two cheap ones, get one that's a just backpack. Nice. You know what I mean? Bug out and stuff. Yeah. Um, this is, you can look at it all the way across the board with all your gear, with all of your preps, having higher quality items, it's going to help you downsize your stockpile. Instead of those 20 bottles of like the water purifier tablets, get a couple Sawyer minis, call it a day. It's over. Right. So I think quality over quantity is going to help you, um, in the end. Yeah, I do too. Yep. And so that's it. That's, um, the minimalist prepper. That's how you can get to some sort of minimalism yeah. with prepping. Just don't get to a point of, I'm going to be minimalist and we'll cut out yeah. podcast episodes. Don't do that. <laughs> don't. All right? Yeah. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by TacPack, the only monthly tactical subscription box with useful professional-grade stuff inside. Use our code CASUALPREPPERS. You're going to get a free $70 machine-made part from Next Level Armament. And that's pretty rad. And guess what? We have the latest TacPack with us. We're pretty excited. The first item is the Cross Machine Tool Compensator. Uh, it's pretty rad little uh, compensator. You got to have one. Yeah. It compensates. Um, the Foam Action Sports Shooting Rest. Pretty cool. Just a big piece of foam. Yeah. You lay your gun. It's got some great wedges slots. in there for shooting. It's kind of nice. And then we got the Bad Clear Dust Cover. This thing is kind of cool. It's a dust cover for your AR, but it's clear. You can see through it. Can you find it? It's in there, I promise. It's in a little package. A little tiny package of plastic. There, fine. there she is, yeah. A sticker was hiding it. Yeah, it's clear. Nice. Kind of neat. And then we got the Birchwood Casey cloth. And then we've got the shooting targets. You got to have shooting targets. Yes, so. sir. We got the Optimus Prime sticker. Yeah. Yeah, you got you to gotta have a transfer. You got a hundred round drum. Yeah. And then nope. we got the uh, Swamp Fox Red Dot Liberator 2. Ooh. Hello. That's pretty rad. That is really sweet. Yeah. So... Um, How do they fit? Like, 
That alone has to be. Yeah, I think the that's that's in the uh, plus. That's if you got Tac Pack Plus. Gotcha. So, anyways, uh, use our code Casual Preppers. It's pretty cool. It's get time it, for it. the quick and dirty medical tip. So this is just really short and sweet. I like um, that. My only Minimalist. recommendation right now is uh, go through your medicine cabinet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go through your meds. Look at them. Because, um, like I said, there's a lot. Like anything that's liquid based expires mm-hmm. pretty quickly, and I mean, sometimes it's even still in the box. You know, yeah. you open it up and you're like, I'm going to use this cough syrup. And, and liquids are, are quite a bit more risky yeah. to like use past the expiration date. Um, but being a minimalist, like it's, this is something you can really do uh, with your medical supplies is you can go through them and eliminate. And one bottle is probably like, how, how often are you going to use Tylenol? Like Kobe? Never. So no. you probably only need... Um, yeah. one bottle for your whole family. Yep. And so you can really cut down on those supplies and then and then go through your uh, those medical kits. Like I said, uh, Kobe had mentioned it too. It's like you can buy those trauma kits, but do you really know how to apply and when's the right time to to apply one of those hyphen, you know, yeah, sucking chest, chest wound things? Like, yeah. like, it's not bad to have them, but mm-hmm. you can save a lot of time and a lot of space by going through and... and uh, looking at those items that you even know how to use. See, I, I look at it this way, at least on my end. I don't really know how to use it, but I know you probably do. That's the thing. And is so, you, yeah. I, I'm still going to keep it because I figure uh, shit hits the fan. And that's... We're probably going to be together. that big time. Yeah. Um, but go through go through your items and make sure the medications and stuff that you have yeah. or you think you have are not expired because medis- medications have a pretty, you know, a pretty quick expiration mm-hmm. date. So... Um, that was the only thing I had for like a medical tip is just take that time yeah. and take your minimalistic ideas now and mm-hmm. go through your medicine cabinet and eliminate all those excess bottles that I guarantee are expired. Yeah. Don't flush them down the drain either. Mm-hmm. And again, <laughs> all this is is for only those people that are trying to be minimalist preppers. You don't have to be. Yeah. You can yeah. be that prepper. You can that leave just, it all alone and just, just stockpile be, everything. Just keep building up but, that pile of stuff. You yeah. can do whatever you want. I do want. like the idea. I do too. Just yeah. don't know if I'll ever reply. It. Yeah, that's pretty tough. So. Thank you guys. I appreciate you guys listening. Please make sure you've hit subscribe. Make sure that you've gone to all of the socials, uh, you know, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, uh, YouTube, all the places, even the Twitter. Um, we're, we're there. So please go follow us and we sincerely appreciate it and stay survived.